Do you ever watch something and say, where do I know that actor from? Are you tired of endless scrolling across the infinite streaming platforms? Do you want someone to just tell you in a kind of bossy yet non-judgmental way what you should be watching? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to EMDB TV. So for this week's episode, I am joined by my good friend and former co-worker, Ryan, or you can call him Chester, or you can call him Rye Guy. And so we're going to be talking about TV, of course, and we're going to be talking about what we've been watching, what we'd recommend for the other person to be watching. And then we'll get into a, a deep dive on the show Severance. And uh, I think the reason why I wanted to talk to you in, in particular about Severance, Ryan, is because since we met at work, the themes in that show, I think, are, are very relevant. So I'd be interested to get your thoughts on, on what, you, uh, what you took away from it when you were watching it. So first to get into how do we know each other? So we did not work with each other for that long of a time, I would say. Maybe like two a, and a half. Maybe a couple of years. Yeah. But very uh, impressionable time in life, early in our <laughs> careers, fresh out of college in a lot of ways and fresh in the workforce, fresh faced and uh, and then just got absolutely crushed. <laughs> by yeah. the reality. I think the working. the working conditions in Severance were, were only slightly better than Yes. 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 Uh, We would try to escape kind of the same way, I think, uh, and would find ourselves trapped in the office somehow. But yeah, so that's a I I felt very triggered watching that show. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, so I think before we get into our deep dive on severance, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, I think one of the other things that we connected on early on was our love of TV. And I remember that the, one of the first conversations that we had non-work related was you were asking about if I watched the show Community. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I don't think anybody had asked me about that show or talked to me about that show. It was not even that well-known or popular. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'll be interested to know what this guy watches. Uh, and so I think from there, you know, our friendship is based a lot on TV references, TV quotes, um, so, so yeah, I was, uh, I was excited to talk to you in depth about TV today. So, so with that, Ryan, what has kind of your relationship with TV been as like, as a kid, did you watch a lot of TV? What did you grow up watching? Yeah. I mean, I think one of my like earliest memories is being in the, like a five-year-old in the basement of my house in Morristown, New Jersey. And I just had this like little white plastic chair that I would sit in front of the TV. And I don't know why I think there were like couches too, but maybe I just liked being close to the TV. But I just remember watching like hours upon hours of television, probably at that time, you know, lots of Disney channel, Nickelodeon. Um, I remember when we moved uh, as a kid, like right around that time at six, we moved to London and I, I will never forget that at that point in time, uh, the Nickelodeon channel just like at around like 8 p.m. After 8 p.m., there was just nothing on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this ridiculousness? Look, I hate London. <laughs> I hate London. <laughs> what to, am I supposed to watch To now? this day. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I've, I've always lo- loved television. And then I think growing up, like became a bigger fan of comedy, like loved The Office in high school. That's one of the first shows that like really resonated with me as just something that everyone loved. And you could always like reference amongst everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> around you. Um, and yeah, I think still to this day, it's a, a form of escapism. And um, I just, yeah, I love yeah. TV. What are some of your favorite genres? Well, I love sci-fi, like in general, but I think the, the probably just like 
the, the at the core i love like the the format of the 30 minute like comedy sitcom mm-hmm. um just like the the seinfelds the the office um community um you know everything along those lines it's like those are my favorite yeah my favorite your classic my bread and butter classic yeah. sitcom style Mm-hmm. I remember you had uh, introduced me to what to Mulaney, John Mulaney, and then yeah. when that show came out, and it was kind of like a little bit over the top. I feel like of the sitcom, and I think maybe because it was a bit of a throwback to the really kind of hokey, very like laugh tracky live audience uh, sitcom. I don't. I think that's probably why it didn't do so well. <laughs> but... I think maybe, uh, but I also just remember watching. And it, it just wasn't that funny. Yeah. Like, I, I think ultimately people are would be receptive to, for that kind of show to come back if it had – like, I mean, people still watch Seinfeld regularly. Mm-hmm. And that is like the classic, you know, multicam laugh track sitcom. Yeah. And that has, has aged so well. Um, so I think people would still be receptive to that. I just, unfortunately, as much as I love Melania, I just didn't, I thought that show was a bit of a dud. I honestly yeah. didn't even like watch the whole thing. Cause like it was too painful for I me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> so much promise, yeah. but hmm. All right. So sitcoms, sci-fi. Yeah. What else? Is that it? I, I feel like I honestly like everything, um, outside of, I've never, I'm in not at all a judgmental way, but I, I, I don't have a ton of like reality TV mm-hmm. um, fandom. Like dating I, the, shows, competition that, shows. Sure. Yeah, I just have never been super into them. Like I, maybe that, that, that's interesting. Yeah, competition shows to me, have they've just never really pulled me in. Um, I mean, like over the years, there definitely have been some uh, exceptions to that. Like... Um, have you seen the show Alone? Oh yes, that that's a good show. But I think that like I I like the I like the f- the first half of almost every season where they're like you know showcasing their ability to mm-hmm. uh, survive in the wild and build complex structures and show you how to yeah. fish. And then the second half of every season is always like a little bit. Uh, you don't it's like just watching them starve. Yeah, you, you don't like watching them slowly die. <laughs> yeah, and, and just makes you really think about like the the ethics of you know Television? us watching these people starve for entertainment yeah. and you know they're gonna win like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, when you're watching it, it feels very much like you're an you're an audience member on an episode of Black Mirror, like watching exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's good TV though. That is that's probably one of my favorite like survivalist reality yes. shows. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of the like it seems like one of the more real ones too, yes. uh, which yeah makes it interesting and then also I think even like more yeah ethically dubious. <laughs> How do you think you would do if you went on a show like that? I would immediately like, die. <laughs> tap out immediately yeah i would d- die the second i got off the plane or just tap out there was one season and it was like uh the first night the guy heard something weird in the woods and he was like Mm-mm, done <laughs> yeah i'm out of here the sad I, I also remember there was one season where the guy who won like part of his winning strategy which is so smart and i don't understand why more people don't do this is he just like gained 60 pounds before mm. the show started mm-hmm. He just bulked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's, it's it's interesting on that when, because in the first season of that, they didn't have any women. They didn't have any female contestants. It was all men. And Did then, they not? No. Wow. And then after that, they started, they only had like a few, but then they would last very long. But I think it was, it was interesting because you could see how 
like slow starvation affects men and women differently. Yes. And so like women, they would have, I think, higher fat reserves going into it, but Mm -hmm. then lower muscle mass. And so then it's like they would get to a point where they're like wasting away, but it's completely different than somebody who's like, oh, yeah, a guy who's like, oh, yeah, I've only eaten moose and that has like no fat in it. Right. I mean, yeah, 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 you obviously remember that season as well, (laughs) where the guy just brutally with a GoPro on brutally murders an animal. I mean, that was like... That that was like the only respectable way oh, that yeah. somebody should be consuming meat is that way. There's absolutely no way that I'm ever gonna do that, but it no. was very impressive. <laughs> it was it was so impressive, especially because in every season everyone is always like trying to catch big game. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the only guy on the entire who's at least ever in done any it. of the seasons who's ever done it. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a contestant, I think maybe on that same season, who was like, oh, I didn't opt to pack a, a bow and arrow because yeah. you really only need that for big game. And the chances of me coming across big game are really slim. And then like right. an hour later, it's like a moose walking <laughs> the in the moose background. Just walks like, in. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I have my slingshot. How do I do with this? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's some good reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've also, I like... Um... I haven't actually watched this for, in a while, but I, I have watched uh, what my six hundred pound life. Okay, <laughs> I think maybe I've watched some of the like early episodes. This was like deep pandemic. Like I, I had nothing else to watch, and what I <laughs> you was had so watched everything else. Like I is that what's happened? You had consumed everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I was so impressed by the way that every episode of that show was exactly the same they followed like the same format the same basically exactly the same storylines and yet somehow it was like still kind of intriguing (laughs) is it i mean does it go into how they become that size it does yeah there's like a lot of um of uh i mean the the structure of every show is the same yeah it kind of like shows how they're living then it goes into like a background on how they got there mm-hmm. then it kind of dives a little bit into like the current what who they're surrounded by like they're always surrounded by a person who enablers is an enabler uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you don't get to that size on your own right, right. someone yeah. someone yeah who yes of course and then it goes they like <laughs> they're always usually financially strapped in some way. And mm-hmm. also it's just difficult and they have to make the journey to Houston to visit the doc. Cause it's the same doctor. Okay. Uh, Dr. Nowecki or something like that. It's this, Man, like, you took a deep dive into this. I show. Did. Yeah, no, but it's also just the repetitiveness of the show. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's any other, those are really the two exceptions to reality TV, but <laughs> it's interesting exceptions alone in my 600 pound life. <laughs> Do you watch any of the like crime Ooh, ones? I, like, I was just about to say that I am not particularly into those either. Okay, like so, like to, Law and Order, CSI, Criminal Minds, those kinds of shows. I like. I mean, like, I like watching an episode of Law and Order here and there, but mm-hmm. I've never, I've never sat down and like watched a whole series. Yeah. What about like? Uh, kind of the what do they call them? They're kind of like soapy rom com sitcoms. So like Shonda like Shonda type shows. So like I've never Gra- even Grey's Anatomy, Shonda Land, oh, Shonda Gra- Rhimes. Yeah. So like Grey's Anatomy, Scandal. What mm-hmm. else is out there? Or any of those like uh, like firefighter ones or like EMT ones. Any of those shows? 
No, and as yeah, as you're asking me this, I'm realizing there's I there are a lot more things that oh, I don't yeah. watch. Oh yeah, a whole universe of television. <laughs> See, you don't just need to go back and watch more My Six Hundred Pound Life. You can mm-hmm. also go and watch stuff like Bridgerton. <laughs> Which I, you'd probably hate, though. I mean, I, I could try it. I, yeah, I've never watched Bridgerton. I've never watched, um, what's the, Downton Abbey. Oh, Downton Abbey, uh-huh. No, I've never really watched any medical shows. Yeah, except maybe Scrubs. Okay, but that's more because it's a comedy, though. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you like to laugh. Like and to laugh. you like to see a reality that is so far removed from yourself. <laughs> Of alone or my 600 pound life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't know what I weigh these days, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have your webcam on, so unless it's like <laughs> you're like zoomed out or something. <laughs> this is actually, I do know how much you weigh. This is the intervention. The yeah. next episode is me taking you to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Nowacki. To meet with Dr. Nowacki. <laughs> He's having some mic issues, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't get him on the line, but you'll be meeting him in person soon enough, Ryan. <laughs> okay, well, you're making me want to check that show out. Um, okay, so yeah, there is a there is a lot of TV out there. I feel like that you haven't even scratched the surface on, but I do feel like as much TV as you watch, I think that there are definitely commonality between the themes and the style of the shows that you typically watch. Do you watch a lot of prestige TV type stuff too? So like your Breaking Bads, um, mm-hmm. Mad Men when it was on. Yep. Yeah, all of those good things. What, what does prestige TV, TV mean? I mean, exactly. it's kind of like what the big like AMC, HBO type like flagpole, like flagship okay, yeah. shows that they build a lot of marketing and stuff around too. But then also yeah. just that are just very well done and very like acclaimed too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I feel like I've watched, yeah, your Sopranos, The Wire, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, um, all that kind of stuff. All of the stuff that's required to be part of the cultural zeitgeist. Andy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Everything that you need to be relevant in the conversation, essentially. <laughs> yeah. The Game Sopranos of Thrones. Very... Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, I watched all of Game of Thrones. Okay. I'm sure I'll watch the sequels as well, like begrudgingly. Yeah. I might not. I don't know. I don't know if that's... If that's a universe of content that I need to continue seeing stuff spun off from. But, I mean, if it's well done, though, I'll watch it, even if it's not that connected to Game of Thrones anyways, just because the way that that show ended was trash. So, (laughs) they can retcon it, too. That's fine. If it's good, yeah. Yeah, If it's good. All right. So, uh, on that, then, I guess, what are you watching now? Okay. So, do you want me to go first? Sure. Or I can go first. Why don't you go first? Okay. So, uh, I am watching... Westworld season four because it just started so I'm through two episodes of that and I was sort of eh, like lukewarm in the first episode I didn't want to get my hopes up but then the second episode I'm definitely like okay if they continue going in this route then I'm excited for this because it's making me feel like season one did in in like early season two Uh, and so so I think that it's like they they really expanded the, I think they expanded the storylines too much after season one. Like season one was very self-contained. Yeah, and, I love season one. And I felt like they didn't, they didn't explore that, like the parks enough. 
And so I feel like that concept anyways. And so I think now where they're going with season four, it feels like, okay, they're kind of bringing us back to that. Um, So, so yeah, so I'm excited for that, but, but we'll see though. They can still, they can still have a very long lull in the middle of the season and then maybe redeem themselves at the end. So they're a little bit inconsistent. Yeah. I definitely remember loving season one and yeah, I felt like the more it strayed away from the parks, the less interested I was. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't really know what that says, but um, yeah, I'm excited to hear that. So I, I will definitely. I mean, if, even if even if season four is shit, and then they come back with season five, like I'll still watch it. Like I will. So, <laughs> and they know it. Those bastards know it. They know it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're yeah. still putting it out. Yeah. So watching Westworld season four, and then I'm still trying to finish up Only Murders in the Building season one because I'm late to the game on that. I know that they've already been airing season two. And uh, I didn't really have any idea what that show was about. When I was talking to my friend Lori, actually, she was watching that and re- recommended it. So I started watching it, and uh, and I didn't realize that it was about them starting a podcast <laughs> about true crime. So so that was kind of funny. Um, and then just you know a lot of great actors in that, too, and funny combinations of actors, too. So that's really refreshing. Uh, and so that's kind of on the lighter side, too, to balance out the Westworld season four. And then also the other show that I am trying to keep up with that I'm still a little bit behind on is dark winds and that's on AMC. And I don't know that one. Yeah. That show is, um, I would say that it's kind of like true detective. It feels a bit like true detective, but like on the Navajo reservation mm. and it's got a lot of great actors in it as well. Rain Wilson is in it. Uh, no, oh, no, Emmerich I... is in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard him plug that on office ladies. Oh, okay. I have, fallen off listening to office ladies lately so i need to get caught up on that too um but yeah dark winds excellent it's like a it's a thriller suspense kind of mystery uh like drama and then the landscapes and the photography cinematography in that show are, are beautiful because it's like the navajo reservation like these really huge sweeping landscapes of the desert so so i really like that as well but yeah what are you watching um, okay, I'm watching a lot, but I tried to, I'm thinking of just like the ones that I, I'm actually, I'm not embarrassed to talk about as much, I guess. <laughs> no, we uh, need to talk about those too. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of, there's like definitely too much superhero stuff. Okay. As they're just, they're just There's a lot of superhero in stuff general. Right Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so sorry, I guess the boys, have you been watching that? Yep. Yeah, I just watched did the finale finish of that. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, so I liked this season a lot. Um. I thought that, like, I was kind of actually surprised with some of the, uh, like, at least, especially compared to last season, how, I mean, there was still, like, an, you know, a, a lot of, like, big brawl aspect things, mm-hmm. but I thought that, like, it was more toned down and emotional than mm-hmm. other, the past seasons have been, and I feel like they're sort of starting to... Um, I love, like, the ridiculous things they do, you know, like, exploding penises and, Yeah things like that but i i feel like they're starting to rely less on that and like be have the story more grounded in like actual emotional arcs um so i just yeah i think that show is great super entertaining yeah i think that's probably one of the best tv shows out and it's probably one of the most consistent consistent yep. shows especially within that space i mean they just wrapped season three and every single season every single episode of that show has been excellent and i feel like yeah. season three is usually where a lot of shows start to hit a lull of like where are we going with this now mm-hmm. and because I, I always wondered like after season one 
was like, oh, they killed off a lot of main characters. How are they going to sort of replace that presence? And then yeah. season two was like seamless. And then same thing <laughs> with season three. So, yeah, I think it's like they have good storylines, great acting, good casting. And it uh, seems like they have a plan, too, for how they're going to mm-hmm. stretch this out. It's not just like, all right, well, we got renewed. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's another one of those that's like based on a comic, yeah. which I have not, not read. I haven't either. Um, so I have no idea how much they're still following the comic storyline or if they've diverged from that. Or, But it seems like those typically have a, just like if you have source material to pull from, that mm-hmm. helps shows from just completely spiraling. Um, you'd think so, so, but then there's some, some MCU stuff where it's like, and then there's some DC stuff too, where it's like, why are we watching this? (laughs) What is this? Yes. Okay. But I feel like it's a little different just because like with the boys being more of like a self-contained, um, Mm. almost like an anti DC, anti Marvel comic that I actually, I don't know this, but I'm assuming was like written at least more by not by like a million people over a million different issues. Mm -hmm. I don't actually know this. So I'm just speaking out of my ass. (laughs) It feels like there's one, one vision, one, yeah, yeah, a single vision. Mm -hmm. A univision. A univision, Uh, a univision, if you will. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A vado mundo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The boys is great. There is a ton of superhero stuff though. I mean, animated and non-animated. So I guess that's the other question too. Do you watch a lot of like adult animated TV shows too? Um, a lot. I, I don't, I wouldn't say so, but I, I like, I, can you give me, yeah. uh, give me a list of, of ones and uh, yeah. So there's like Rick and Morty, Bob's Burgers, yeah. uh, Solar Opposites, Human mm-hmm. Resources, Big Mouth, uh, Invincible. So the, and then there's Invincible also Diabolical, is... which is the spinoff from The Boys. Yeah. Um, there's Harley Quinn. There's a whole lot. So then there's a whole lot of those other like DC universe of the DC, animated yeah. things too. Yeah. So yeah, of those I've seen, I've definitely seen Invincible. Um, I've seen the the uh, boys spinoff. Um, I've Rick and Morty for sure, and then a lot of the others that you mentioned, like Bob's Burgers um, and Big Mouth. I kind of like tap into even mm-hmm. uh, honestly. Uh, this is I was going to say also on my list of other things I need to like catch up on are, are um, like BoJack. Mm-hmm. I, I I find that like for animated TV series, if they're short and like encapsulated i will usually like watch a whole thing but uh for like longer multi-season animated shows i usually kind of just like dip in and out yeah yeah something like bojack is tough because it is like you have to watch it (laughs) in Mm -hmm. serial and it's it's for a cartoon too it's pretty bleak (laughs) yeah it's very very heavy and whereas something like bob's burgers it's like you don't have to watch a bunch of other episodes you can just watch whatever episode is on yeah yeah bob's bob's burgers is so i i I don't know why but like i really like bob's burgers Mm -hmm. but i i don't feel like it has bingeability like i can only watch like one or two episodes Mm -hmm. and then i'm like i got i have to like watch something else yeah even though I really enjoy the show. Yeah. I think I binged it a lot when I first started watching it because it was like, mm-hmm. what is this show? But then mm-hmm. it was also, I had, I started, I was watching Archer before that. And then I started mm-hmm. watching Bob's and it was like, this is confusing because it's John H. Yeah. Benjamin. And so I'm like, Same but and I'm like, Archer, why <laughs> is, why is he in this? But then my brother started watching them in the opposite order. 
she's like, so it was, I don't know which, which is weirder. <laughs> they're both pretty weird though. And also the fact that that guy never changes his voice. It's just exactly voice. the same voice every time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess when you got a voice like that and you don't it's have a good to change voice. it, you just, you just talk. That's pretty nice. So figuring out how to just make a living talking. That's, that's what this is about, right? <laughs> What's his name? John H. Benjamin. Mm, it's a good name. Yeah. I wonder if that's, is that his stage name? It's a lot of solid, upstanding American male names. <laughs> real name, Harry John Benjamin. <laughs> I'm actually, that's He real. wishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that should be his stage name. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. So going back to the list here. So you've been watching yeah. The Boys? Yeah. Okay. Then um, For All Mankind, which I've already talked to you a bit about, I What really... is that one? Okay, so it, the basic premise is like a uh, historic scenario where the uh, Soviets beat the Americans to the moon. Mm-hmm. And so the space race continued. Mm. Um, so it's it's like a, very much like a character-focused show. Um, but I think that's like interesting in the depth in which it like focuses on the characters, but in this alternate reality world so it's it's like it kind of has that sci-fi element with that not really being the focus but just the backdrop for which you get to like see these characters Mm -hmm. um and so uh without this is they're in the third season now like i think the finale is the next episode so i've seen up to like the penultimate episode of the of the um the third season um and yeah, it's just, it's honestly like super entertaining. And um, if you like that, sort of any like alternate history. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Man in the High Castle in space. It's like <laughs> that, but but less, like less ridiculous and less, sci- it's not really sci fi or um, there's no like, like Man in the High Castle has like the mystical element and like really dives into like, what if. Mm hmm. You know the um, yeah. the U.S. was run by the Nazis, and yeah. you know the. Whereas this is much more just like what if? That, what are you talking yeah. about, Ryan? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and so this is less that. This is less it's, like it's less it's like it yeah. plays a back. It's a backdrop to it, but it's not so much of a plot driver. I mean, it definitely drives the plot, but it's much. It's so. It's so much more character driven, okay. and I think it. It's also just really interesting in which the idea that like. The space race, the space race stopped with the U.S. getting to the moon, mm-hmm. and just looking at how that like would have completely changed history yeah. if it hadn't, because like America wouldn't have given up in terms of like trying to beat mm-hmm. Russia, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so it just fueled from both sides to continue, you know. Then who's going to build the first moon base? Like then who's yeah. going to be the first to Mars? And then beyond that, yeah. Like um, I think they've also done in this last season a pretty good job of. Like, up until season two, it was very much, like, obvious uh, it, in terms of, like, how this just the space race would continue. The The latest season is now, like, in the 90s. Um, and, I mean, like, a spoiler, uh, the Soviets are still exist in this universe and, like, have not collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, but also introducing new elements from, like, a story driver perspective of it's not necessarily just, like, Soviets versus Americans. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, like still surprising you in yeah. ways um so yeah I all like right it. i'll have to check that out that's on apple that's on apple okay. yeah what else 
Um, the last one I just threw on here because it's like a random one that I came across is the baby on HBO. I, have you heard about this I've or heard seen of this? That one is that supposed to be kind of like horror, like black comedy horror, or like what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like a horror comedy that very much goes back and forth between those two tones. Without spoiling, the premise is uh, an unwanted baby that may or may not have supernatural abilities mm-hmm. is like thrust into uh the care of a person who does not want to take care of it mm. um and feels very germane to the world yes, we're living in I know. now <laughs> exactly that's why i brought it up just because it is it actually i watched that before mm-hmm. this terrible sequence of events but yeah i mean i i actually thought it does like a good job of balancing the like horror comedy aspect um and it's just like a very interesting show so mm. without like saying too much about it i would definitely i'd recommend it to all people. right i'll add it to my list then it's also a pretty quick. I think it's like a, it's like a eight episode. You know, they're like. Is it a mini series? Minutes. I don't, yeah. I don't believe. I mean, I don't know if they're planning on having a season two. Okay. So it might be more along the lines of a mini series. Gotcha. Um, I kind of, it was very much self contained. I actually would kind of hope that they don't have a season two. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, we will see. All right. Yeah, I'll add that to my list then. <laughs> yeah. In addition to those things that I got to add onto my list, what's exciting coming up anyways i, I gotta watch what we do in the shadows the next the latest season of that i'm i'm excited for that but i haven't i just haven't gotten around to it and then one of the shows that i'm definitely behind on that it's like i hear lots of good things about everybody i talk to you recommends it is hacks and i just have not gotten past the first like episode and a half i want to say on that hacks yeah. i actually don't even know that show it's the one with gene smart where she plays a stand-up comedian she's kind of like a joan rivers type uh, broad, <laughs> and uh, I think it's about her adapting as she's becoming kind of irrelevant, and she hires like a, a younger comedy writer to uh, ghost write some jokes. And this woman, the the younger writer, she got like quote unquote canceled because of some joke that she made on Twitter or something. But mm-hmm. but the problem was is that the joke wasn't funny <laughs> either. So <laughs> so yeah, so I haven't watched it at all though. Um, but I have only heard really really good things about that show. And then the other one that just came out recently, actually, that I've been seeing marketing for everywhere is The Bear. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. So it's on FX, and I guess it's uh, it takes place, it's like in the restaurant industry. And I think the premise of that is that this guy who is like a chef at like fine dining, um, he moves back to town that he grew up in to run like a sandwich shop, I think, that his family owns because his uh, brother, I think, like passes away or, or something happens to him. And so it's about him like trying to run this restaurant. But I think the pace at which it's shot, everybody says that it like represents the feel of being in the kitchen in a restaurant. And like the pace of it is like really, really high paced. Um, and it's the actor from Shameless who plays the older son in that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. The guy who plays Lip. So I saw that and again, like just have only heard rave reviews about that. So I need to, <laughs> I need to check that out. And then, and then the last one that I am planning to watch is Gordita Chronicles and that's on HBO, but that one just like, I've only watched like an episode of that and it just seems really cute. It seems very much like a family comedy, uh, but very touching and it's sort of a coming to America, coming of age story. And it's like set in the nineties. So yeah, it's all, all the things that I like. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you excited to watch or catch up on? Yeah, I have a, a, a ton that I need to catch up on. So I started watching, what is it, season three of Atlanta. Mm. I 
really enjoyed every episode. Um, but have I think I've only watched the first like three episodes, so okay. I need to finish those. It's like it's definitely going in a. I feel like it's been going in a different direction, like much less like overtly comedy focused and mm-hmm. like really leaning into the magical realism almost mm-hmm. often like kind of not horror, but kind of like horror adjacent, yeah. uncomfortable, yeah. you know, creepy. Um, creepy. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I mean, I think there is so much related obviously between comedy and horror in terms of like observation and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they're like leaning more in that direction, which is, um, and then yeah, better call Saul. I know that the sixth season is out and I've watched through season five cause I only watch when they get dropped on Netflix. Mm. So I'm like a year behind, but, uh, I'm realizing with this being the last season, like I'm probably just going to start watching. I think I probably can. I have, you know, a TV that I could just watch. <laughs> I'm paying for, do you, for have, you, guests, do you so. have YouTube TV? I don't have YouTube okay. TV. Is it? Because I, I, I record it because for shows that are like airing live that I can't find on other, which mm-hmm. tends to be a lot of AMC ones or yeah. FX, then if it's not available like on Hulu, then I'll just record it. Like yeah. Good old DVR, DVR. recording yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I do have like I pay for Xfinity and I have AMC. So, yeah, I can oh, yeah. just be DVRing it. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So you just TiVo it. Is TiVo still around? Does that exist? I mean... I, I bet you they were they were bought by like AOL Time Warner, <laughs> like just the the worst <laughs> acquisitions of all time. Mm. <laughs> They're part of like a just some portfolio of AOL and Yahoo and Portivo and Redbox. Yeah, they had their day in the sun. It's okay. <laughs> they did. Yeah, Redbox. they were the. How could we the repurpose tra- Redboxes? I feel like there's a way that we could repurpose Redboxes as a society to make them more useful. <laughs> Just like vending machines. Yeah, vending machines for things that you actually want as opposed to like a copy of Rio 2 on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, it's out of stock at this one. I got to go to another Redbox. Like what a funny business model that we thought was so revolutionary at the time. It came out, I feel like, at like like literally like six months before streaming, streaming. Boomed too. <laughs> yeah. it had six months where people were like this is amazing yeah. i'm at 7-eleven i can get a movie <laughs> i remember when like netflix announced that they were going to be moving to like no no dvds or whatever and it was like what and they were yeah. going to be charging like more i think it was like what what how does this work i don't i don't understand this and then it's like you know a couple of months later, we've all forgotten about how about yeah. DVDs and Blu-rays and red boxes. <laughs> I, I just think it's crazy that they still exist. Like, I do see red boxes every once in a while. Yeah. What are those? Just like public toilets at this point? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can we replace them with payphones? Uh... <laughs> we'll just go back. At least like charging ports. Charging ports. Yes. I mean, the electrical is all there. They should be able to retrofit those. I don't know. We'll see. All right. I don't even know how we got onto that tangent. (laughs) Oh, because you have not watched Better Call Saul yet. That's why. Because it's not at your local red box. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched through the first half of season six that's aired. And uh, the. Oh, it's really good. I mean, Rhea Rhea, Rhea Seahorn, uh, who plays Kim Wexler. Oh, yeah. She's just, I don't. If she doesn't win an award for this role, I, it's so good. fucking robbed. Like, it's so good. Um, I mean, the fact that, like, they didn't know if she was going to be a longstanding character early on in the series. 
I did not know that. I don't think that she was going to be as pivotal of a character. But mm-hmm. then I think it was like the relationship between her and Bob Odenkirk and the chemistry there and then just what she brought to it, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good testament to your work is you're not supposed to work there anymore, but they keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So definitely got to watch the last season of Better Call Saul. And then, yes. yeah, and then what we do in the shadows. We got to mm-hmm. both watch that as well. That show, I was so pleasantly surprised when they made that into a show. Because I was mm-hmm. so worried that it was going to be bad. And it was so great. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, I honestly think it's so much better yeah. than the source material. Yeah. I mean, I like that movie, but uh, uh, yeah, it's so delightful. I feel like that's such a better setting. And th- I love the the um, the characters. And mm-hmm. um, I've been listening to... I actually... Another thing I, I went back and did recently, I did a rewatch of Workaholics. mm from like season one to what I don't know season six I, I don't remember how many seasons there were <laughs> as someone who just watched it um, and I've been listening to that team's podcast have you listened to that Uh-oh. this is important but Kyle Newichek he was one of the creators of Workaholics and directed a lot and also played um, uh, not Kyle what was his name in the show their drug dealer oh he's from Concord. Yeah, what is his name in the show? I don't know. I can picture him in my head, though. He's got that, like, scruffy, scraggly beard. (laughs) Yeah, so he is, like, a... I think he directs a lot of the episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. He's, like, a co-executive producer and is, like, very involved in that show. And he sometimes on the podcast brings it up. So it's it's been reminding me recently that, like, I have, like, a lot of episodes to catch up on. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like you got to make you gotta make an actual list because otherwise yeah. when you find yourself looking for something to watch, you're just going to watch My 600-Pound Life. So. <laughs> <laughs> the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this exercise has been really helpful for me of, like, I'm constantly getting recommendations from people and then, like, thinking through, like, what am I actually watching? And, like, okay, yeah. I have a spare moment. I should watch an episode of Only Only Murders in the Building instead of yeah. watching, you know, Parks and Rec again or something. Yeah. I mean, that's a great show, too. But, <laughs> yeah, got to branch out, though. Okay. So, based off of that, then, this is going to be a little bit tricky. So, this next part is always when we... I make a recommendation for you and you make a recommendation for me, but I think I'm going to be hard pressed to find something that I would recommend for you that you haven't watched yet. It's going to be the problem because I haven't asked you if you've watched any of these things yet. Mm. Okay. So have you watched future man? Mm, Yes. Okay. I watched the first season of future man. Okay. You should definitely continue watching that then. I think, wait, is it, have they had three seasons? I watched the first, like, one or two, and I liked it. it. That's another one where I think it just was, like, sometimes I fall off on watching shows if they don't, if I, even if I like them, but they don't, I don't know, maybe just I just lose, miss. You just lose attention. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think I ever stopped watching in the middle of a season. I think it just might have mm. been that, like, the, you know, maybe the cliffhanger of season two didn't pull me in enough to, like, uh. and then I didn't even notice the the release of season three yeah um, yeah it does look right. like season they're yeah yeah so that's definitely worth okay. watching um let's see what else i would de- i would definitely recommend dark wits actually since you yes. like because i think it is kind of it's not magical realism but it does it it has those elements of like um the rituals and the uh spiritual side of things and then mm-hmm. and then it's kind of that dark crime drama too mm. yeah so i thought it, it's kind of a different a different kind of setting for a crime drama than i've seen before 
So those would be my recommendations for you. Okay. I like those and I'm glad to have them. Um, <laughs> you've received, you've received my blessings. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is also the same. Cause I feel like anything I say, you're going to have already watched. Maybe um, I have my blind spots too though. And there's only so much time in the day. So the chances are, is I've, I have not seen everything. Okay. I mean, I'm sure you've seen this, but this is another one that I watched recently. Have you seen um, The Righteous Gemstones? Yes. I did watch that. Okay. That's good. I feel like I just um, burned through that show. I like watched it all and it was like, oh, no, I got to wait. <laughs> yeah. I think I waited for all of it to come out. <laughs> did I tell you? I, so I started watching that pretty late and I found out at, after I was watching it, my company hired a guy kind of like a spokesperson for a bit to do uh-huh. a bunch of ads. Um, and it was like a, this like big muscly guy. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I, and it was and, one of those guys. And it was one of those guys. As I was watching the show, I was like, what? <laughs> That's that guy. <laughs> You're like that guy. Which one was it? Which buff guy was it? Um, How buff was he, Ryan? Describe oh. his buffness in detail so I can determine which one it was. It was absolute. He was a beefcake. Okay. Was he like um, sinewy or was it like, you know, overstuffed no. couch type buff? Overstuffed couch, I think. Okay. But he was the, he was like the guy that was challenging oh, okay. Adam DeMant's character. Gotcha. Oh, so he's a big big role then. He had a speaking role. He was a speaking He was beefcake. a speaking role. He was yeah. a, he was a, a speaking beefcake. It's like, yeah. Is it Brock? Brock sounds like the like his name, but that might just be. <laughs> we'll just say it is. It's fine. <laughs> that yeah, works. Brock. That works. Brock. Okay. Yeah. Um, righteous gemstones. Okay, what? That's the what next else? show. Um, I I was late to the game. Did you watch Midnight Mass? No. Okay. I, I really liked that. Okay. You should watch that. Who's in that? Um, Kate Siegel. Zach Gilford. And Zach Kate Gilford. Siegel. Nobody. I'm obviously just listing these off the top of my head. Yeah. Who are these people? I'm doing the the IMDb. Annabeth here. Gish. You don't know Annabeth. <laughs> oh, Annie. Yeah, yeah. Annie Beth Gish. I yeah, I know. I know her. No, I I don't recognize any of these actors. So I definitely I feel like I recognize Zach Gilford, probably from this show Midnight Mass. <laughs> Have you heard of it? Oh, I recognize <laughs> this guy. Um, this guy was in some sort of medical show, so that's the reason why you probably don't recognize him from other stuff, because I'm pretty uh, okay. sure he was on one of those doctor-type shows. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's do some deep diving in here. Oh, he was also in Friday Night Lights. That's the big one. I've never seen that, actually. I haven't either. Wow. <laughs> see? Blind spots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's really on Good Girls? Have you seen that show? Uh, I watched the f- that. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was good. I stopped watching it, but I needed to... Get back into I don't that. know what what it, it's probably on Hulu or Amazon Prime or, or Peacock or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not getting Peacock. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing I'm not doing the Peacock. I'm not doing the Paramount Plus. Paramount uh-uh. Plus, no way. Uh-uh. Can't trick me. <laughs> I'll just watch it somewhere else, or I I just won't watch it. I'll just wait until it's available. Yeah, it, at some point it will. Did yeah. you watch the the that show that was very popular? I think it was a Showtime show. Over this last year, it was about the girls that like uh the soccer team that eats each other oh yeah yellow jackets yellow jackets, eats yes. each other yeah <laughs> yeah i i finished that i the first really liked the that. pilot yeah, yeah. oh but then you i should, didn't watch anything else you should watch the rest of it 
Okay. Because that turns into also kind of like a like a weird mystery type mm. show too. Yeah. Like uh, one that you think has a conclusive ending or like a lost that's going to just absolutely slap me in the face at the end. Mm, no, I mean, I think even at the end of season one, there was some pretty good, there was like some resolution of some things, but then mm-hmm. it was, it. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like what's happening at the end of it. It was definitely <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wasn't like fuck you lost. <laughs> like, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not so confusing. It's not overly convoluted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll finish it. No, I wanted to, I think I sometimes I just, you know, if it, especially if it's not convenient to watch it, I feel like I start watching a show. I like it. And then I just kind of forget. And I yeah. start watching Seinfeld on Netflix. Again. <laughs> yeah. Like you were talking about. Yeah. Before. Especially yeah. when there's particular like channels or whatever the hell you want to call them now. Um, that, like stars, for instance, yeah. where it's like, oh, okay, maybe they're running some sort of trial, or there's only a show that I want to watch on that, and there's nothing else. So it's like I'm not gonna wa- I'm not gonna subscribe to it just to watch that, and yeah. then or it's like, oh, I subscribe to something, and then I forgot that I have that channel, and then I forgot that there's all of these other shows. So, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like that too. So yeah. Anyway, Midnight Mass. Okay, Midnight Mass. What is it about? Um, what is it about? Uh, it's like a it's a horror. I guess like kind of sci-fi. It's a, a isolated community off the coast of I want to say like Portland or Seattle or, or like Oregon or Seattle or um, like in the northwest, Washington mm-hmm. in the northwest, which is like the creepiest place in the world. Highest um, incidence of serial killers, right? I'm probably yeah. There's that's, not that's a lot a else to do there, and no, it's like a a guy returns home who has like his own past that he's trying to reconcile and. It's a, I feel like without, it's a very, it's like a Catholic mm-hmm. community that uh, is very beholden to the faith and the priest at the center of the town, a very small town. Mm-hmm. And that priest may have some weird things going on, mm, some supernatural things going mm. on. Um, and yeah, I, it's, I feel like I watched this like two months ago, but I really enjoyed this. It's a, definitely a mini series. Like I, I don't think they're planning to do any sort of follow up. Um, so, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm reading the IMDb. An isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Mm-hmm. And the priest guy, he was in newsroom. He was all. He's also in Legion. He was watched, he a priest? Have in you all watched? Uh, yep. He's a priest in real life too. He's not an actor. <laughs> you didn't know that? He's not an actor. Yeah. <laughs> no, have you seen have you seen Legion though? No, I actually haven't seen Legion. Ooh, it's been, that's you been should on watch. my list, but that's, that's one a thing vampire you should watch. one as well, right? Mm, no. <laughs> that one's actually more of like a comic book sci-fi one. It's not a vampire one. Legion? What am I thinking of? I don't know. Jermaine like Clement is in it though. It is an FX show. There's no Nos Verat Nos for two. That's a Nos for two. Nos for two. Yeah, when when Dracula comes into the twenty first century with the vanity plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would Dracula's Drac- vanity plate what would, be? <laughs> what would happen if Dracula knew Python? <laughs> yeah, it's not a vampire mo- uh, show though. Legion. Okay. Right. If you haven't watched it's Legion, a- that's my recommendation to you. So what was it? It was Legion. 
and legion, finishing legion or like lesion no legion not like i have mm-hmm. lesions on my skin <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> more like i have legion nares disease like that okay yeah. got it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh it's like x-men it's it's based in x-men it's, it's, it's like x-men. x-men it's part of x-men it's part of that that universe. oh it's like a marvel show it's not a Marvel show, um, but it's like connect. Yeah, it's within the X Men universe, though, of things. You're blowing my mind. Right. And Jemaine Clement is in it. And also Gene Smart. And the guy from Downton Abbey. I've connected all of the things that we've talked about today to this show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Which I think that's the next session, right? Yeah, that's the recommendation. Okay, so then we're, we're going to wrap up this first part of the episode then. And then for listeners who want to listen to the upcoming deep dive, it's going to be on the show Severance, and there will be spoilers. So definitely recommend watching that show anyways, because it's just a fantastic show. And, uh, and so then to wrap this part of the episode, we're going to do the Six Degrees of EMDB Challenge. So Ryan, you know how this works. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I realized that the, <laughs> the Six Degrees of EMDB Challenge is pretty impossible for anybody. So instead of me challenging my guests, I have my guests challenge uh-huh. me. So you can pick either two TV shows or two actors, and I will connect them through their bodies of work. Okay. And then I'll um, edit out all of the dead air in between while I think about this, while I take a half an hour to think about this. <laughs> okay. So my first thought was Dean Kane and Michael Kane. Oh my god, you're making this difficult. Dean but Kane. I don't, Dean Kane and Michael Kane, but I don't know about how, I don't know if Michael Caine's career overlapped enough in TV, especially like in the time that Dean Cain was doing anything. Yeah. So, but I don't think that that, that's not a requirement though. And I also do, I do have to branch out into movies because a lot of times it is too difficult to only rely on TV. Okay. So I can try doing this. We'll see. We'll see how far I get. Okay. Okay. I had a, I had a backup one that I thought would be easier. Okay. Give me the backup one. And if I'm really stumped by this one, then I'll do the backup one. I'll do the backup okay. one, like, also, if it's easier. You'll do both. Okay. You'll get the double uh, challenge D- this week, yeah. <laughs> okay, Dean Kane and Sean Bean. Okay. I like that because their names just they have just, a nice It's a nice cadence between resonance. the two of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Dean Kane and Michael Kane. So, okay, so Dean Kane, I'm going to do Dean Kane's filmography first. So Dean Kane was in, what, The Adventures of Lois and Superman, or Lois uh-huh. and Clark, whatever that was, with Terry Hatcher. Right. Yes, I think that's the way to. Yeah, go that's with the this. only way that I can go, because <laughs> otherwise, the only thing that I would recognize Dean Kane from is that he played Scott Peterson in the Lifetime movie about Scott Peterson and the murder of Lacey Peterson. <laughs> so I do not know any of the other actors who were in that though. So we'll okay. go with Terry Hatcher instead. Okay. So and then Michael Kane. Michael Kane was in Batman with mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Okay. And also Anne Hathaway. We're going to put her down there because I feel like that could be something. Okay. Am I supposed to be helping? You can help me no, too. Just... Yes, please help me. Okay. Mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Uh... Put JGL down there. Okay. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. This is actually, this might be a helpful connection. Um, uh, Cillian Murphy. Oh, okay. Because I, I feel like he's done TV. We got Peaky Blinders. Yeah, okay, so then now let's go back to Terry Hatcher then. So Terry Hatcher was on Desperate Housewives, and that was mm-hmm. Eva Longoria and Felicity Huffman before, Sounds she, good. before she went to prison. That's William H. Macy's wife, right? Yes. 
Wow, he really managed to stay out of those headlines, didn't he? It's his <laughs> kid, too. <laughs> it was his kid, too. How did that work? Whatever. Oh, were they part of, like, the USC scandal? Uh, yeah, the admission scandal. Varsity Blues yeah. scandal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Eva Longoria, Felicity Huffman. Um, that redheaded actress, but I'm not going to be able to connect her to anything anyways. Um, who else was on that show? I didn't watch that past maybe the first couple of seasons. That one was definitely like, I feel like that holds a certain place in my TV autobiography of my life because I would not have watched it except for the fact that it was like, there was no streaming. That was the way that television Mm -hmm. was, right? It was like primetime TV. So you kind of watch what is on. Mm -hmm. That was one of the shows. Because otherwise I don't think I would have watched that. I never watched that. Okay. Eva Longoria... She was on, she's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine also. Ooh. Let's see. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Andy Samberg. I mean, Anne Hathaway was on SNL, but I don't, that's cheating though. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, can we connect, like, were were any of these people just, like, in Friends? (laughs) Like, as cameos? What was, like, a big, yeah, they must have. Like an ensemble okay, jo- thing. Well, I feel like if we're going to do that, then we should just say SNL. SNL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But that, yeah, that, you're right. That That's feels, too, you're it right. feels cheap, fair. though. Yeah, it feels like a cheat. <laughs> okay. We could go somewhere else from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, too. Or we could go somewhere else from, because how did I get to Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, Eva Longoria. I didn't know she was in that. She Craig played... Robinson is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. That'd be a good one. Okay, Craig Robinson. Um... I'm just reading Wikipedia. Oh, you're cheating. You're cheating. Oh, I'm not supposed to be. Sorry. (laughs) The point of the brain teaser is to tease your brain. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anne Hathaway, Christian Bale. Okay. Because we're trying to get to Michael Caine. Michael Caine was also in Cider House Rules with Charlize Theron and Tobey Maguire. Hmm. Charlize Theron was on Arrested Development. It's got to be taking me somewhere in the right direction, I feel like. And who was in Arrested Development that I can connect with anybody else from on the comedy side? I'm trying to leap over to the comedy side now. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Caine was also in The Kingsman. Yes, that's a good one. But I don't know. Who else was in The Kingsman? Colin Firth. Um, and Colin, Taron, Colin who? Colin Firth. And... Taron Egerton. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, was Michael Caine in The Kingsman? Yes. In the first one or both? Not yeah, that it matters. The first so one. The co- first one. We could, we could still connect it. The first one. Okay. So let's see. Taron Egerton. <laughs> <laughs> it always seems impossible. And then we get there, though. I still don't, I don't know if Sean Bean is going to be any easier. I was thinking Sean Bean because of all the people that are in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones would be easier. Yeah, but they're all British. <laughs> or Pierce Brosnan. What has Pierce Brosnan been in? I don't know. 007, and that's about it. Well, Pierce brought what, Mamma Mia? Also with Colin Firth. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Okay, all right. New, new challenge. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and Colin Firth. Done. Mamma Mia. <laughs> <I'm> Mamma Mia. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> challenge over. Hmm, okay. Christian Bale, Anne Hathaway. Christian Bale Charlie was Starr, just in Thor. 
mm-hmm. which has Natalie again. So many. I I go yeah, back to. As, yeah, SNL is just... Yeah, because Natalie Portman was in those shorts, right, with Andy Yeah. Um, all right, what is Chris Hemsworth in that might overlap? Um, or let's think of, like, the small side characters. Um, Tessa Thompson. She's in Westworld. And also... Uh-huh. Oh, a lot of things, but it's hard to place for me. Why is this? <laughs> I don't think I've watched a lot of her work, actually. Non MCU, non Westworld. Also, <laughs> <laughs> she is in. I forgot she was in Westworld. Yeah. Um, Wait. There, so, okay, so we said be, that there it's... has to be like an office connection because they had enough like crossover cameos, and I I feel like that's not cheating enough. Like maybe it, <laughs> I, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Cam- okay. Cameos are cameos are gray or... area. <laughs> well. Your podcast. <laughs> no, I just tried to make it very difficult on myself. Because um, otherwise I could have just said SNL and been done with it. Yes, that's true. I feel I feel bad. What's going to happen is if I can't figure it out, is that I'm going to think about it until I can figure it out, and then I'm going to text you with it. <laughs> that's what's, that's what's going to happen. Let's see. Okay, so... So Christian Bale could be the connection here. Okay. Right? Because Christian Bale just played in Thor... Mm. Love and Thunder, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So he's connected to Michael Caine. Um, Michael Caine is in Thor: Love and Thunder. No. Oh, Christian you're talking Bale about Batman. Is, <laughs> Christian Bale is in uh-huh. Thor: Love and Thunder, uh-huh. but Michael Caine was in in the Batman yes. trilogy. Um, so Michael Caine to... is in Batman with Christian Bale. Christian Bale is in Thor: Love and Thunder with. Mm-hmm. Somebody that well, we are trying with, to connect to Dean Cain. Right. And so where have we come from the Dean Cain side? You said Terry Hatcher. <laughs> and then Terry Hatcher to wherever, but we went from Terry Hatcher to Ava Longoria. Ava Longoria yeah. to Brooklyn Nine Nine. This is gonna bug me unless I can figure it out though. I actually think you're gonna end up saying that the for future episodes that like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is also a cheat. It's going to also be like Law and Order is like Law and Order, especially SVU and cameos are a cheat because <laughs> you yeah. could just be like, oh, they're in Law and Order. All everybody's in Law and Order. Oh wait, wait, okay, yeah, here it is. Okay, Dean Kane, Ava Longoria, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Craig Robinson. Mm-hmm. Craig Robinson is in The Office, which has Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba is in Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. Uh, which Christian Bale which, is in. Christian Bale. Who's in Batman with Michael Caine. Who's in Batman with Michael Caine. Good job. You did it. We did it. <laughs> so Dean Caine, Terry Hatcher, Eva Longoria, Craig Robinson, Idris Elba, Christian Bale, Michael Caine. Hey. Woo. We did it. How long did that take us, though? I have no idea. I want to say, like... 15 minutes or something so we'll edit that one way down <laughs> to, <laughs> to make it sound and then we'll be like oh we're so smart we did it <laughs> okay all right so that wraps this episode of emdb tv and if you like what you're listening to then good for you and good for me <laughs> and also share Thanks for listening to EMDB TV. Check us out on social media at EMDB TV and at www.emdbtv.com.